Parts has what you need to keep your engine performing at its best. Our professional parts people will help you select the right products for your vehicle and your budget. Like 5 quarts of Castrol GTX conventional oil and a microguard filter just $28.99. Save money on your next oil change. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Ridge. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Our number two off and running. Gus Kattengill with you in Uptown New Orleans. Hello, basketball game to call in a little bit. So I'm here. That's why I hear the music in the background. Buddy, back over to the LaRoe Studios. We'll take your phone calls. 800 998 You can tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nolan, as always. Midway Point of View Work Week. Oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day! I know you can hear me. Today is more than what the camera Wednesday. Hey, is on the ground. Head coach Sean of the Payton. Or is it just Sean Payton now? Still coach, right? It's always going to be coach. Until he becomes the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, actually, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what it'll be. We'll still call him coach. It is what it is. Plenty to get into this hour. Words of wisdom first. Indeed. If you follow that, I promise you, you'll be happy. Um, coming up at 1.15, Corey Glore will talk about if I should get out of his seat sooner rather than later. He's got a big game to call tonight. Tulane in Houston. Green Wave looking for their first top 25 win since 1999. I think Jordan was alive, huh? I don't know. Was he born in 98 or 99? I don't know. He might have been one. I'll ask him. Also, we'll chat with Sean Fox at 1.30. LSU and Louisiana Tech playing a little baseball on the diamond at 6 p.m. Both teams 3-0. and And Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports tweeted earlier this morning he was looking for either a media credential or a free ticket because he said, quote, $200 for a midweek college baseball game is ridiculous. I don't know if he's joking. I don't know if that's what he saw. I don't know if that's behind home plate. Whatever. That would be a very pricey baseball ticket for game four of the college baseball season regardless. Uh, there's a lot of excitement for both teams getting on the diamond and playing, so we'll follow that up. Tulane at Nichols tonight at 6 p.m. The Wave are 3-0, and and Coach Silver's team is 1-2. and He will join us tomorrow at, at 1.15. He'll join us every Thursday, head coach of your Colonel Baseball program at 1.15. UL and SLU last night went into extra innings. You heard Scott mention it a little bit. They beat the Lions 6-5 to in 10 innings to improve the 3-1 and on the season. Head over to Austin to play a little tournament action over there tonight. In college basketball, I talked about Houston and Tulane playing, but also 8 p.m. ESPN, LSU at Kentucky. The Wildcats back to number 6 in the country. They are 7.5-point favorites tonight, 22-5 and on the season, 11-3. and In SEC play, the Tigers 7-7 and in SEC play. 19 and 8 overall. So that's coming up later on tonight here as well. In case you're just joining us, a couple of the headlines that we've been talking about here today on the show have to do with the Saints as they reportedly have waived kicker Brett Maher, which means you would think that Will Lutz was ready to go and healthy. And also on Marcus Williams' Instagram story, they, there he is bench pressing and then at the very bottom there's a graphic 
and it says free agency. 21 days, 16 hours, 35 minutes. So yes, in a day and age that everybody kind of looks at uh, people's social media posts, does it mean anything? Should we make anything of it? We spoke with Larry Holder, the athletic. He's like, look, it probably means that he's excited about free agency started. It's probably ready for a long-term deal, multi-year deal. So I'll ask you Saints fans, since the phone lines are open here, 800-998-1003. He and Teron Armstead are the two biggest names in free agency for the Saints. And in terms of not only names, but what they'll likely command. Teron Armstead's going to be offered a pretty decent deal. I mean, it's just going to happen. Again, Pro Football Focus and others already Photoshop Teron Armstead in a Cincinnati Bengals jersey. I mean, a team like that that needs offensive line help, they're going to throw some cash. Larry says he could see $20 million a year for Teron Armstead. So Saints fans, you see the Saints paying twenty for him? Three, four-year deal? It's a lot. I asked him about Marcus Williams. Where does he see that contract sort of going? He said probably north of 15 mil. All it takes is one team. What if one team says, hey, 17 mil? Are you matching if you're the Saints? Are you trying to do that? Now, yesterday was the first day you could franchise tag a player. I don't think the Saints do that. Remember, franchise tagging a player means you take the average of the top, what, three players, four players at that position, and then that's the average. That's what you get paid. That's that's a decent amount. So when you look at it, Larry says, I could see both of them not being back with the team and taking the money that you would use for those players to invest in other areas. And as he brought up, you still don't know who your quarterback is going to be. How much is he going to cost you? I mean, we kind of seem to believe, and I kind of seem to think too as well, that you would have, you know, Jameis Winston be back as your starting quarterback, but he's a free agent. I mean, free agent. He has to agree to come back. And what is he willing to come back for? What if the Bucks? What if somebody else makes an offer for him? I think there's somewhat of a belief from some Saints fans that sort of think, hey man, he'll he'll come back for five million, seven million, eight. That's not happening. I don't see him coming back less than 50. He shouldn't, right? I mean, there's going to be some people that want to um, play or pay for him and do certain things and give him a certain kind of money. And if there's some takers and offers, remember uh, Pittsburgh, I think before he chose to come to the Saints, was looking to sign him and offered him a little bit more money than New Orleans, but he chose the better fit and a better situation, he said. What if that happens again? Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. Now, obviously, I think everyone believes that they're trying to go get, you know, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Do those dominoes fall first? And then you sort of see, I don't know. But there's just something to kind of think about whether or not you think or see Teron Armstead and Marcus Williams back, not back one or the other. If you have to choose one, you know, where are you going? Um, Scott Prather, for me, as being Lafayette, sees if you had to choose one, Probably go with the younger, healthier Marcus Williams, who's one of the top safeties in the league. And if you listen to Dennis Allen, you listen to also Sean Payton in his time here. They've been very happy with him, and they always talk very highly about Dennis Allen. So we'll take your phone calls on that if you'd like to chime into that conversation. Also, the other main topic is he's alive. That's right. Zion Williamson has posted on social media in an Instagram story yesterday. There's Devontae Graham's game-winning shot against Utah. Uh, that was some time back. And at least it made the story. And earlier in the day, Malika Andrews on ESPN Today yesterday, this was yesterday afternoon show, mentioned that she had talked to C.J. McCullum and that had chatted. So now, obviously, that kind of made the rounds nationally. And... This is what Brian Windhorst had to say earlier today. Ideally, you have a guy integrated, especially when he's a star player. Zion Williamson has been away from the team for seven, eight weeks. Nobody's seen him, has no connection. It's, it's got to be a really hard thing for him. And for him to not be able to play, it's got to be a really hard thing. There is nothing here that is any good. 
But the decision has been made, whether it's by Zion or by the people around him, to isolate him. And it's a very unusual decision. Hmm. So that's one aspect of it. As for what people believe, here's Perkins on what he thinks will happen with Zion. I hate to say it, but I knew it was going to happen, bro. You said I was... I was at the draft combine. You said it. Before I was before I was deciding whether or not I was gonna become a coach or join or become an analyst, I was at the draft combine coaching. And guess what Zion was having delivered to his room? Two old pieces that he was eating. And I said to myself right then, I said, Hey man, you know what? He already starting off on the wrong foot. And I tried to warn the world, but people didn't want to listen. Whoa. Wait, wait, what now? Perkins just said that even at the draft combine, he was having two whole pizzas delivered to his room back then. Oh, no. I told you, man. I, I told you. After CJ McCollum did his thing, the gates have opened. Everyone's singing like a canary right now. Jack, thank you for giving us a call here in the sports hangover. Lee, you're on the on deck circle. Both of y'all got about five minutes max. So share the time equally. What you got? Hey, Gus. Um, look, I, I'll make it quick. But before I get to the Saints, I just wanted to ask you a, a question about the uh, about the soccer and the money that the women got. Look, uh, uh, women in this country have a long they have a long history of getting hosed. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I, I want to see I want to see them get as much as they can possibly get. You know, especially if they're doing the same job that the men get. But but, but my question is, do you think it has anything at all to do? with the possible revenue that the men can make. Like, I think I read that the men's pot for the World Cup is, is 10 times what it is for the women's. Yeah. And I think that has largely, that has largely to do with the fact that, you know, soccer is a religion. The, the men's game is a religion in most of the rest of the world. And I don't think that the, I don't think the women's ha- has risen to that level. Do you think that has something to do with it? I think it has a large part to do with it. I mean, and, and it's, it, this isn't anything that has to be sexist or do I believe this or that? Because I'm with you. Look, you, I think it, you should almost make it like a percentage or a portion of it that it makes it fair. Um, and and look, I, I look at it from this standpoint, it, it's what the advertisers pay. I mean, that's where the money comes from, right? What the host countries pay FIFA in order to host and how much um, advertisers make. Like the Super Bowl. Those ads compared to say the final four, men's final four, the, uh, you know what? I'll do that this week. I, I'll look up that, like what, what is a going rate for, you know, the final four women's and the final four men? Like how much does a spot go for on ESPN when they do their final four for the ladies and for the men? What does CBS charge for, for their spots? It kind of give you an idea. I mean, that's where a lot of that pot comes from and that's where a lot of that money goes to. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I see what you're saying, Jack. And, and, and gosh, the only other thing about, about the Saints, this is just—if it, if it was me, I, I would—I would try to keep all the young talent. Like mm-hmm. I would keep Marcus Williams. You know, if, if we were more settled on a on a quarterback, if, right. if if I if I was more confident about what might happen this year, I might think about keeping Armstead. But but I don't. I think I think this is going to be a two or three year project to get back to to where we were maybe at the end of the uh, debris era. So so no, I would I would try to look at keeping the young talent and maybe look at getting rid of some of the older guys. All right, Jack. But, I'll keep you a vote if you had to choose one or the other. You go with Marcus Williams. Thank you for the phone call, man. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Lee, got about two and a half minutes here, sir. Congratulations on making the national show before me on Scott and Han. Good job there, Lee. Good job. Appreciate it. Well, thank man. you know, I just hope I acquitted myself nicely, man. I had to woosah a couple of times before I went on air. And I just wanted to get the point across to them, look, guys, what y'all are not feeling to realize here is that this city, we, nobody else needs to tell us that we, we deserve a winner down here, too. And it's, the bottom line is if you for us, we're for you. And I made mm-hmm. the example that Ed Reed, Ed Reed never played a down for the New Orleans Saints, but he's from that area. I went to school with Ed Reed. Ed Reed might as well be an honorary saint mm-hmm. for the work that he does locally. But the point I was trying to make is this. You don't choose New Orleans. New Orleans chooses you. Zion hasn't allowed himself to be chosen because he had, he had one foot 
dipping into the swimming pool when he got drafted. Look, man, this is not this is not time to, to fill out the wall. It's time to dive in. If you don't dive in for your first NBA contract, that's a character issue. It has nothing to do about where you play or what you want to do, where you want to play. Look, if you're the best player in the draft, probably the worst team is going to draft you. But the idea is you turn that franchise around. Then if you don't want to be there your first contract, you get out with your second contract. Right. I didn't have a chance to make that point because, you know, with the national shows, they cut you off so fast. So, But I'm saying all that to say this. I mean, we I know I'm beating the day horse with you because I know we share a brain on this. The bottom line is, if you want to be here, this this is the place to come and play. If you don't want to be here, it's not going to be the place you want to want to play because you you got one foot out. We we know real from fake, man. Right. The commitment, the commitment is simple. If you want to be here, you'll commit to the team. You'll commit. You could rehab. You could do whatever rehabbing you're doing up in Portland. You could do all that on your own time, but. Right now we're in the middle of a season, so you could come to the games. You could you could support your teammates at the games, and you could rehab when you're not at the game. This is that simple. You don't have to make every game, but at least make the home game. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's all I'm saying. I mean, right. no, you got to show you. commitment. I hear you, man. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the phone call. All right, bud. <laughs> <Very> yep. <closely. laughs> oh man, at least they talked. Did you see the photo somebody posted of they should hang that banner <laughs> Glory Glore, voice of the Tulane Green Wave next on ESPN New Orleans. Caesar Sportsbook is bringing the profits to the people. And if you're a new user, they'll also throw you a feast. It's true. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app and register with code RADIOEAT. That's one word. And when you raise your $50 or more total, you'll get a $250 Uber Eats gift card. Yep, just raise your $50 total. You can spread it out over multiple bets if you like. And $250 for Uber Eats is all yours. So let the bets begin. Bet college hoops, NBA, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. As always, you can play with boosts, bonuses, and big daily promos to sweeten your wagers. And with Caesars Rewards, every bet you place, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming amazing benefits, tickets, free stays, experiences and more louisiana only must be 21 permit pending in horseshoe bosher city not available in prohibited parishes new customers with eligible promo code only real money wagers only that have minimum odds of minus 200 250 dollars gift card redemption code and steps to redeem gift card will be sent via email within 72 hours see caesars.com slash promos for full terms gambling problem call 1-877-770-STOP caesars sportsbook your app is ready louisiana download it the new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online, online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, site-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavaloom, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavaloom. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. Sports Hangover live from uh, Avery Fogelman Arena in Devlin Fieldhouse on Ferret Street. I got a game to call here at 3 a little bit later this evening. Corey Glore will call a pretty big one for the men. He joins us now. He's the voice of the two-lane green wave. As always, appreciate the time. How are you, Corey? Doing well. Are you keeping that seat warm for me later on today? I am. I'm going back and forth, though. Um, My son's actually going to come to his first game at some point, so he'll probably share one with me. So I'll probably give him the one that you're going to sit in. So, you know, unless you want it warmer, it really depends what you want. 
I know, no, I mean that that is, I'm just holding that seat for whenever you need it. That's your last time in that chair this year. I you can do what you please. It is. It's crazy. Uh, that is the last uh, home game of the regular season here. But I've been asking you, and we've been talking about it yesterday with Gary Smith here as well. For Red Streets turn into that that home court at, at least environment for the men here as well. I've enjoyed watching. You know, Ron Hunter, I don't know, is it the jig? Is it moves? Is it dancing? What, what what do you call it when he is about a foot in front of you here on the court after a game in a win? I, I call it a show, and I call <laughs> it better moves than I could ever, ever dream of pulling off with my, you know, old white flabby body. I was going to say, why is he so happy? Because he, this team is playing the way he knew they could, uh, and they have bought into his style of defense. Once they figured out the defense, that opened things up on the other end, and so now they are um, they're following his lead. They play the, with the same type of energy that he coaches with, and it's resulted in wins. And then when you have the fan base that has provided as much of an environment as it has since conference play has started. It all is kind of feeded off everything else. Like it's a, a pretty circular situation where the team feeds off of the crowd, the team feeds off of their coach, the coach feeds off of the crowd, and the crowd feeds off of the team and the coach. Like, I mean, it, it's become a, a great blend mm-hmm. of not just fun basketball and entertaining basketball, but winning basketball. You know, it's crazy when, when you look at um, expectation levels and really look at we, we all start the start of the season. We talk with Coach Hunter and, He's like, look, we, we want to compete. We want to be one of those teams on top of the American Athletic Conference. Corey, we spoke at the beginning of the season. The, the coaches, the names, the programs, the wins in the history of this conference, that was going to be a tall task, right? A tall order to do. But now as we sit here in the final weeks, how do you think they have navigated it in comparison to the other top teams in the conference? I mean, I think they've done, I think it goes back to the fact that when they had to pause in mid-December for COVID and then Christmas, that was about as necessary of a time off the floor as a team could have needed because they were able to take that time once they got healthy and really just kind of bear down on that defensive style that was still lacking in the non-conference schedule, and it gave them three weeks to really boil it down and even simplified a little bit. That, that was the key thing that Ron Hunter said right before conference play started, that they even kind of simplified a few things, and that seemed to unlock the real potential of the team. So when they play in Memphis, when they played you know, Houston, who they took you know, to the wire pretty well a couple weeks ago, when they played SMU tough, and these are the teams that they're battling with right now in the top of this league, uh, it's not a shock because this is a very different team from the one that started the year in November. It it's almost feels like a completely different season by this point. And that, that goes back to that time off the floor in December when they actually took a few things off the table, took a few things out of the playbook, and now you kind of see the results when they're sitting tied for third in the league. Obviously, you, you follow a lot closer since you're, you're calling the action here, but just observing their shoot-around kind of seems like a team that's, that's, that's very loose. They kind of have a lot of fun. And, and more importantly, I don't know if this translates or not, Corey, I saw a lot of threes going down, man. Has their three-point percentage improved as well? Because I know that was sort of an issue in the past. They're the best three-point shooting club in the league. And and it's, it's one thing where it's, it's been an issue in the past because they just don't think they've had to go out of shooters, Gus. But this year, you know, Jalen Forbes has helped. And, and Jalen's been unbelievable the last four games, especially from three. He had the big three against Temple a week and a half ago to send that to overtime. But he's got Jalen Cook helping him, who has struggled a little bit from deep here over the last couple of games, but he has been keyed in on by defenses, and that has left Jalen Forbes open for these wide-open threes on the wing or in the corner where he really likes them. And, and getting a Jaden Coleman off of an injury situation, he, he rolled an ankle early on in conference play. He's been back the last couple of games, and he's been lighting things up uh, from deep. He's the most confident shooter that this team has. And he'll shoot it from anywhere. He had the double pump three against Temple in overtime that kind of made some waves. So now, you know, they're, they're the best three point shooting team in the league because you defenses don't have to focus in on just one shooter. There are three, even four guys that.
can knock down a three on you at any given moment. Deion James will knock down one or two on you. RJ McGee is capable of one off the bench. Even Kevin Cross, the big man, will, will pull up from three. And so it's forced defenses to right. have to pick their poison. And, and that's resulted in a team that's one of the best scoring teams in the conference. See, that's that brilliant observation tactic that I had there. Actually, you know, it was just right in front of me, and the guy just kept making them over and over again. So I was like, well, well maybe they've improved. Um, Houston, the top of the conference, 11 and 2, 22 and 4 overall. SMU, 10 and 3. Their ladies just took to the court here as they're just arriving for the game. Memphis, 9 and 5. Tooling there, 9 and 5. Look, I, to, to be in the mix of being, to be able to finish maybe in the upper tier, that, that'd be pretty remarkable here, right? So I, I don't think I'm overstating it when I've been saying the last couple of days, tonight's a big game against Houston because, I don't know, where were you in 1999, Corey? 1999, I was a young whippersnapper in Southwood, Illinois. I believe that made me a uh, sixth grader. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the Maybe last time. Seventh, seventh grader. Seventh yeah. grader. Yeah. Uh, I had just graduated Southern Miss in 98. I was just into the workforce, buddy. So I, yeah. I, I actually, I started August 13th over at Intercom New Orleans on Friday, August 13th. So depending on when that was in 1999, um, I may still not have had a real job out of college, but it's been a bit, man. It's been a bit since, um, they've beaten a top 25 team, NC State back in 1999. Yeah, they're on a 46-game fly against ranked teams. <laughs> yeah. and, and But there's, I mean, it, it, yeah, I think you can probably sense it a little bit just being around the city and the times you and I have talked to when you've talked to Ron and, and just, you know, all the environment around that arena that you're sitting in right now. But, um, you know, I wasn't around for the previous 45. I was around for one of them, I guess, a couple weeks ago when we were at Houston. Right. But um, there's, there's a real honest, confidence heading into tonight that they're not just going to be able to hang with Houston, but they're going to win. And that just hasn't really existed over this 23-year stretch with Tulane basketball. Like, they, they they know that if they went 4 of 19 from 3 in the first meeting with Houston, and they lost by 11. So if you, you, you pick out 4, you, you shoot normal from 3, what this team is capable of, they win that game. I mean, so they know that that is very much in the cards. They shoot better at home than on the road. The stats prove that out. And they walked out of that game a few weeks ago very optimistic about how they played in spite of losing. And so, you know, previous two-lane teams, they don't stand a shot against a ranked Houston club with a team that plays as intense defense as this one does. Um, but this year's team, no, I, 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 I would wager maybe they know that they're a home underdog by about nine points here tonight. Um, I, I bet that's on their mind, and I think they're walking into this not expecting to hang with this team, but to beat this team. Hmm. Um, what do you think will be key tonight? Is it the three-point shooting? Is it getting this crowd into it? Because, I mean, again, um, I don't even know if it's a full chair's width from the front row to the second row, really, where these um, students in the crowd are going to get into here. Is it getting them involved in being making them a part of the game here? Is that key for Ron Hunter and them? You know, I, 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 it certainly won't hurt. I, I, Houston's not going to be terribly phased by really, you know, loud environments. They've had to play in them pretty much all year wherever they go because of the number next to their name and, and being a Final Four team last year. So, you know, they're always circled on everyone's calendar when they come into a town. Um, I, you know, I think that the biggest thing for me, I mean, that the four of 19 from three stands out from a few weeks ago. We just talked about it, Gus. But what got me during that game is that a lot more of those threes were open looks and Houston usually gets up. And so Tulane just couldn't hit down open looks, especially in the second half. Um, I feel like they won't miss those at home like they did in Houston. But I right. think in relation to the crowd and, and the type of game this is, being off the floor for a week heading into this game, um, you can almost be too amped up to start a game like this. And so I, I think, you know, I think Houston will probably be waiting for the first push from Tulane right off of tip-off. And then... You know, 10 minutes into the game, how does it settle in? I think that's the key. The 10-minute mark to halftime is going to be really key to me because I think Tulane's going to come out crazy fast out of the gate. It's how they manage their way to end the first half. Things going to tell the tale tonight. You're not calling it. Mr. David Kahn will be. Tulane at Nichols today at 6, but 3-0 and over the weekend. Nice start for the Green Wave on the Diamond? 
very nice start. First two games went about as by the book as you could imagine, ten to two, eleven to nothing. Uh, they got some really good work from some of the new pitchers that they need to see some stuff from. Dylan Carmouche on Saturday was great, the transfer from Mississippi State. And I think, you know, they had to really scrape one out Sunday, Gus, and Travis Jewett was happy with that because, one, they got the win, but, two, they needed to, I think, realize it wasn't going to be that simple. And so uh, they really had to kind of dig in on Sunday to get that third win. And so I think it was kind of all thumbs up after the first three games of the year for Travis Jewett. The next two weeks are going to really tell us a lot, I feel, Gus, because you have Nichols tonight, and then you go to Louisiana Tech this weekend. Yep. And then next week is Mississippi State. And so I think where will this team sit mid-March is going to be a really telling sign about what this team could, could do in league play. At Corey Glore, it's going to be awesome, I think, later on this evening. Environment-wise, it should be fun. I honestly don't know how you hear because I know when we just have, a, a, you know, five, 600 people here like we did on Sunday for Senior Day. It's loud, so I can't imagine what it's going to be like uh, with the environment and atmosphere here coming up later this evening, Tulane in Houston. Thanks for your time, as always, sir. We'll touch base a little bit on you. Gus, have a great call here today. I'll catch up with you later on tonight. Sounds good. Quick break. We come back. Mr. Sean Fox will go up to North Louisiana. He'll tell us what's going on with Louisiana Tech and LSU and get his thoughts on the Saints and Pels here as well. Is he stalking Zion's social media postings. It's the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Is it COVID? Is it the flu? Or another type of respiratory illness? Looking for a flu or COVID vaccine offered in the evenings or on weekends? Lady of the Sea After Hours is reopening on Monday, January 10th. Our staff of healthcare providers are here for you Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Walk-ins welcome, no appointments necessary, located directly in front of the hospital on West 134th Place in Cutoff. Non-attorney spokesperson ad sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-493-5689 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-493-5689 now. Again, 800-493-5689. That's 800-493-5689. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Sports Hangover, as always, joining us on a Wednesday. In his mind, to boost the ratings, Mr. Sean Fox. From Sports Talk, let me see. We gotta look at the banner again. Ninety-seven-seven. You can follow him on Twitter at Fox Four Sports Talk. How are you, Sean? I am freezing my little gagoonies off um, on the first base <laughs> dugout of LSU. Um, why well, I, I came I'm on literally your show standing on their dugout for tonight. I, I know. I came on. It's I came dark, on your yeah. show last Friday, and you were doing yeah. your show from out there, and you were complaining it was cold for yeah, some and I'm reason. An idiot. Well, for some reason, the cold front like won't get past Baton Rouge. It's eighty-two. <laughs> it's eighty-two here, and you're freezing. That makes no sense. It's like forty and like misty. Yeah, right that, now. That's but not listen, the case I mean, here. it's 
I was trying to pump up college baseball starting, and then obviously we've got a massive game tonight between two top 25 teams at Tech and LSU who had been to Ruston since 97. The only difference is, unlike last week, I was in ULM bullpen when I talked to you last time doing the show. I am on the concourse, so I am kind of out of the wind a little bit, but it is uh, it's cold. I'm sure you complained heavily in order to get that spot. You know um, I did. So, Ben Mintz from Barstool Sports, did you see his tweet uh, earlier today? Yeah, I did. Okay, is that true? I mean, because when I saw that he 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 didn't want to pay two hundred dollars a ticket, the first thing that popped yeah. in my head was Sean Fox is looking to sell his two free tickets to pay for his next trip to Orlando for his daughter's you must cheerleading know somebody competition. Who got tickets? I don't. <laughs> is it really? Is it is it that hard to get a ticket? So it's been sold out before this evening even started. Um, season ticket holders pretty much got first. Opportunity. Don't get me wrong, guys. There's going to be purple and gold around the stadium. I just sure. don't know how much in the stadium. Like you'll see people in center field and in uh, left field that wear purple and gold, but inside the stadium, man, it's going to be a lot more red and blue than purple and gold. They just had more opportunities to get them. And yes, uh, two hundred was a bit of a stretch, but the secondary market last night was going for about a buck sixty. Are you serious? Wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, so you absolutely probably, you would have done it, right? If you'd have got two tickets, you'd oh, have done it. Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> Your boy needs money, um, but so but but here's the thing, Gus. This this is probably the biggest regular season game here in about 20 years. I mean, right. it's not bigger than hosting an NCAA regional, right? That's what they did last year for the first time ever, which was historic. Uh, they did host Ole Miss and Arkansas, who were both top five teams back to back last year, and they, they won one of three against Arkansas. Probably should have won the series, lost game. Uh, one in extra innings, and they smoked Ole Miss, who was number four, thirteen to one here. And and you you know this, Arkansas Ole Miss, your audience knows those are two awesome baseball programs. But look, this is the brand. This is LSU in this state. First time they played here since '97. Mm. Tech hasn't always been a great baseball school, but they've kind of become that. So right. I'm not going to say they're on level footing yet, but uh, man, they're getting closer. Well. So this is the first time I think Tech. Well, here's the thing, Gus. I think LSU. What's your expectations this year? Even in year one or Jay Johnson. The team you got, you could probably go to a World Series. I think they're that talented offensively. Mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech, I think if they make it to another regional two years in a row, this program is making progress. I'm not even talking hosting, just sure. getting to one. Yeah. But, I mean, they've had seven straight winning seasons. When I first started covering this team, they were awful. So they're definitely on the rise. And So, yeah, I think – and LSU hadn't been here again since 97. Wow. For regular season games, it doesn't get much bigger than this. Well, I can tell you this. I think Jordan, our intern, was born in 99, so he wasn't even alive oh. when that happened. Um, the I just spoke, in his dad's eye. Yeah. <laughs> I just spoke to Corey Glore, voice of the Green Wave. I think he was in sixth grade or six years old, oh. one of those things. I kind of paid attention. I, I'll bring uh, when he was 99. I'm this afternoon on my show, well, too. Well, no. So, when yeah. it was in 99 yeah. was, was the last time Tulane beat a ranked opponent in men's basketball. You're kidding. No. 1999 was the last time Tulane basketball. I was a junior in high school. Wow, wow. Well, I, I would have been a year out of college uh, for me in 99. So to give you an idea, you're saying 97. It's been a while since they've been up it's there. It's been a while. I will say this. You will be on even footing if the same umpiring crew works tonight's game that worked that Southern Miss LaTeX game. Just saying. The most magical, the most magical day in Tech baseball history. That's it. That's the one you're oh, talking about? It, it was, it was very magical. It, it was unbelievable. The one was, where Southern Miss <laughs> blew two huge leads on the same day. Yeah. I, I wonder how that happened. I mean, it was, it was Chris Angel like. I mean, there, I mean, the ball would start 10 Listen, feet high and it somehow made it into the strike it. zone. It was, it was unbelievably magical. So if that same crew, does officiate tonight, you're good. Um, look, I want to ask you about the Saints, though. Marcus Williams posted on Instagram. I don't think a lot of Saints fans look at it as he doesn't want to be a Saint. I think he's excited to post the graphic free agency, 21 days, 16 hours, 35 minutes. Yeah. That was yesterday. Um, but if you had to choose, because the two top names with the Saints, it's Teron Armstead on one side of the football, Marcus Williams on the other. Right. Do yeah. you think both come back? One of them come no. back? Neither come back? Uh, I if you had to ask, you want them obvious you obviously want them both back if i had to if i had to pick one it'd be marcus williams and that's that's not a knock on Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead, when healthy he were there when healthy has been a dynamite left tackle one of the best in the nfl the problem is i can't remember a year and i'm sure somebody will text it into your show mm-hmm. where he stayed healthy the entire season right and he's one of the best left tackles you could make the argument 
that Marcus Williams is in the conversation for best safety in the NFL. And Gus, you've talked about it on your show. You've talked about it on my show. He just makes up for so many mistakes in that back end. And let's be honest, being a longtime Saints fan, you can't say that the secondary was a strength of this organization. Well, I think it has been the last couple of years. Lattimore's played a huge part of it. But right there, I'd have to put Marcus Williams. So if I had to tick, uh, choose between the two, I'd have to throw the money at. I'm throwing right. it at Williams. All right. Uh, I, I think that's probably what, the, what you're going to see. It all depends, though. Larry Holder of the Athletics said he he sees 20 million probably for oh. Armstead. That's not happening in New Orleans. I I, I don't no. think you can do that. He thinks 15 million north of 15 million would be what Marcus Williams is. I want to say was it 14 when he got franchise tag? So it's not much more than what you paid him last year, right? So I mean, if it's, it, but again, Sean, it, t- it takes one team, one team to say, how about 17? How about 18? And then you get into a bidding war, and, that, and I think that's ultimately is going to happen with Armstead, Gus. I mean, you look at, and the obvious connection is where Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I think because they need to, they need to protect Burrow so bad. They will probably, and this is not again a knock on Armstead. I think he's tremendous, but they will probably end up overpaying absolutely for Armstead yeah. and uh, and Marcus Williams. Yeah, there's, there's only fall, it only takes one team to fall in love. You look at yeah. Eric Gordon a few years ago when he was tested free agency before he ended up coming back to the. The Pelicans slash Hornets. I mean, the, the Suns had fallen in love with him. So, yeah, it could happen. But And, I, again, Armstead's been a great pillar of the community. He seems to love New Orleans. I think he loves being a Saint. But I, I just, Marcus Williams erases so much on that back end. How excited were you? About? Seeing Zion Williamson's Instagram yesterday that he was alive. How about that? I don't mean that literally, but, kind of, I, but I mean the I, fact that I'm, you actually I'm, I'm saw gonna go, <laughs> you saw I'm an gonna Instagram go the story. Opposite route. <laughs> I, when when everybody is turning on the kid, yeah, I'm not turning on him. I didn't I'm say not turning on him. I, you know, no, no, no. I just, you I just have, asked you, you how happy were you? With him. How happy? I, it, it's nice that he actually, you know, I think he needs better PR people. He should probably let people know he's alive. But Gus, can we just can, can we just throw this out there about him? You you've obviously covered him. Closer than I have, but doesn't he come across as a shy, introverted kid? Kind of goofy. <sighs> Again, I, I'm not saying that that's not the case. And yeah, he does maybe kind of well because he is. You, you see them with the smile and, and all of that. And but you know, look again. If that's the case, you you're, you don't have to really speak to tweet, like he needs to, to post, to, but, to, to do certain things of that nature. Um, I have offered my services, Sean, for jerseys, you, sure? you know, a, a scene on court side every now and then, you know, crisis management, as I like to say. I said, get a, get, get a head out of it, man, you know, just post pictures. I mean, if the Giants and Bears and these other teams, the day they hire their GM and coaches, can post video and photos of them walking, you know, into, into work the first day as their new jobs or, mm. you know, whatever, I'm like, Dude. So basically, you just want to stalk Zion. No, no. What That's I'm not saying a bad is, idea. No, it's not even stalk. What I'm saying is, I tell him, dude, just post every other now and then. Post every other day. Like, post the basketball on a court with your sneaker next to it. it we don't even you know, know you actually well, worked out. It just looks like you're at the out. gym. Gosh, you know that. <laughs> Stop it. No, but I look, I and I said this at the start of the show, and I think you agree with me. For whatever it is and however it got there, I can't change yesterday. I can't change last week. And the the sign of maturity, the sign of an adulthood, and, and quite honestly, the hardest thing to do is to move on from whatever. This team needs him to play, and I think he needs to sort of rehab that image, and he needs to play and show that he's not somebody that doesn't take himself seriously. Because what I thought was interesting yesterday was J.J. Reddick didn't just, you know, broad picture paint, he's not a good teammate, he's not. He specifically said, you have to put in the work, the work on your body, the work on the game, the work with your teammates. And I played a soundbite this morning of Kendrick Perkins saying he was at the Combine coaching players and Zion was having two pizzas delivered to his room. So this this has started years ago. I think you everything you said I agree with. I just think he's an immature kid. I think he is a kid. And I'm just not going to bag on the kid because I think the worst thing he's done is gotten injured. I, I said this on my show. Oh, he's a bust. One, I refuse to use that term because to me, how can you be a bust when you do play? You're an all-star and set up historic numbers. So I won't throw out that B word. But he hasn't said, I don't want to be in New Orleans. 
His right. people haven't said they don't want to be in New Orleans. And until then, I'm not going to freak out like everybody has. I'll change okay. my tune when that happens. But right now, I'm still supporting the kids. I hear you. That's fine. Yeah. Do they make so. the postseason? No. No. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, i got to see a lot more than they do. I mean, Gus, I mean, you, you said they'd, they'd have a slow start after they got CJ. You were right. Yeah. They started slow. Yeah. Um, but, okay, they make it. So they play one game? Maybe. All right. Let's just sit Zion the rest of the year, let him get healthy, and then I think with a healthy Zion, if that ever happens, Ingram and C.J. McCollum, you're definitely a playoff team. Should be. Final thing for you. Are you calling a win tonight for the the, the Bulldogs or what? Um, that's a loaded question, Gus. Why not? They've, they've done well against big-time opponents. It, it, means, it means a little bit more for the Bulldogs tonight than it does LSU. All right. Okay. You can't spell elite without LP. Remember that. That is very true. At Fox 4 Sports Talks, the way to follow over on Twitter. Mr. Sean Fox, he hosts some show occasionally on the weekends. Or Freezing to death in the baseball. It's not that cold. Put on a jacket, man. Come on. I got a jacket and a hoodie <laughs> and a sweater. <laughs> Thank you as always, bud. I'll talk later, to you later buddy. in the week. See ya. Actually, no, I'm going to be in Philadelphia, so don't call uh, me Friday. Don't worry. I'm not going to be on Friday either. So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Come and feel the magic. Where winners play every night and day. Cash magic. It's the thrill of Las Vegas right here at home at your local Cash Magic Casinos with nine locations throughout Southeast Louisiana. Come take a break, have some fun, and let us make you a VIP. At Cash Magic, you'll enjoy the latest video poker games, a fun, friendly atmosphere, and our famous Cash Magic VIP service. It's fun, so come on in and win like magic. Right in your own backyard at all nine Cash Magic locations in Southeast Louisiana. Homa, Thibodeau, La Rose, Raceland, Galliano, Faya Vista, and on the West Bank Expressway. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card. ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. Big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back at GCAT underscore 17. Way to follow over on Twitter. If you want to give us a call, 800-998-1003. You can do so as well. If you would like to tweet at us, at ESPN Radio Nola is the way to do so. Got a couple of topics we've been throwing out there as well. And been playing some this national sound. It's just again interesting. Um, again, you heard me mention it to, to Sean Fox and others. If you missed it earlier today, uh, late afternoon, early evening yesterday, Zion posted a new Instagram story, and Devontae Graham made it. You know, the game winner against Utah. CJ McCollum and him apparently talked from Malika Andrews. So in two days, or in a day's time, or afternoon's time. You've gotten uh, at least some opportunity to um, be able to to see Zion, you know, interact. <laughs> I love to look at. I mean, it is it is uh, Jay, Will, and Max this morning on the Zion saga. 
It's going to be given to him. Uh, there have been rumors speculating that he may not sign that because he may not want to be in New Orleans. But James Harden, Ben Simmons, the fact that it's okay for Zion Williamson to act this way, to not be around the franchise, and he's still going to be rewarded. He's still going to be paid a bag. And it just it sets a, a, such a weird tone for a young player to have that kind of power within the organization so early in his career, still while trying to learn out how to deal with being a pro. You know, I gotta say, being a pro, you just heard Jay Will say that as well. A pro to the right of me, Mr. Daniel Salerson. Sir, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good to see you in person. Oh, I got you all based up over here. Um, there we go. The deeper, the better. <laughs> I can make you very deep. Say something. Hello. You see? <laughs> you can tell they do that as well. Uh, you're here to call the, the ladies game here as well. Um, when you take a look at getting ready to call a game, I'm curious between you and the graph. Any similarities? Um, yes, I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, game notes are key for both of us. Okay. Uh, I think for him, you know, he puts some numbers in there, but I guess my strength is finding different numbers that kind of back up the, the game point. inside the game. The game inside the game. So, Graf's obviously biggest strength is calling the game. And right. so, the background on these players is his strong suit. And for me, it's trying numbers to back up what he's saying as well. So there are some similars, but there's also a ton of differences. And we kind of talk about that uh, before the games. Like, hey, I got numbers on this. This can go to the point about, A, they lack points in the paint, or here's why, or strength of schedule. I mean, there, there's tons of things. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of my job as the analyst during these games right. is to kind of back up what he's going to say. And and for me, you know, compared to me and John DeShazer is, you know, I'm more of a numbers guy. So that, that's kind of my thing where, where J.D. just kind of calls it as it is. So. Right. I at least try to have some numbers to back it up. I'm a, I'm a nerd when it comes to that. And I try to get Todd into that a little bit and, and slowly getting him into the analytics part of it. Yeah. See, this uh, I, this is why I have you on right now, to give me some numbers okay. or something. Like, my job would just be like, you do that, I'll call the game. No, I'm kidding. No. no, that's what I do love about the strengths. And the reason I brought you on for that, because I kind of am leading into this for a reason, right? Um, what is it, 23, 22 games? 23 left. 23 when we get back. When you look at numbers, home, road, how many you have to win, in and out, I guess let's just... something out very quickly because it had Buster only on uh, getting along and if you're trying to make some sort of deal you may need to get some different people in the room to try to get something done it's nice to be able to make those smaller sort of movements on the issues that aren't nearly as important. But in the end, you're going to start to get some movement on the big issues that lie in front. Does not feel like baseball is going to start on time. It's Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Greeny, and Thursday we continue to breathlessly await news on Aaron Rodgers, and we look ahead to the second half of the NBA season. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Dell's President's Day event has arrived, and we're honoring you. For the artists and gaming fans out there, it's time to get more into what you're passionate about. For a limited time, save up to 250 bucks on select Alienware and XPS computers powered by Intel Core processors. But the deal doesn't stop there. Take advantage of our special pricing on monitors, docks, mice, and other accessories. These offers won't last, so start your upgrade today by visiting dell.com slash President's Day or by calling 800 by Dell. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts has what you need to keep your engine performing at its best. Our professional parts people will help you select the right products for your vehicle and your budget. Like five quarts of Castrol GTX conventional oil and a microguard filter, just $28.99. Save money on your next oil change. Stop by highway. <laughs> you will be champion. <laughs> Jay Billis, LaFonso Ellis, and Seth Greenberg. Check out Baldwin on campus, wherever you get your podcast. This last Shelby, previously on the Paul Feinbaum Show. They want to pass me because they want to ride my coattails, and that's all you want to do, Miss Kay. That's all you're about, oh, period. dear Lord, if I ever would stoop low enough to ride your coattails to a dog fight, you'd be absolutely lucky, man. The Paul Feinbaum Show, weekdays at 3 Eastern on the ESPN app and on the SEC Network. The Washington Capitals, led by Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin right on in, scores! Head to Madison Square Garden to take on the New York Rangers and Artemi Panarin. Panarin pokes it free. Moves it, scores! ESPN Hockey Night, presented by Expedia. Capitals Rangers, tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. All for hockey. Because you ain't seen nothing yet. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Joel and B can lose some of the luster a little bit this year with the addition of James Harden because the ball will be taken out of his hands. But as of right now, he, in my opinion, is the best player in basketball. He, in my opinion, when he's on the court, is the best big to ever play the game due to his skill set. The most complete player and most complete big, I think the game is on the verge of seeing. The passing is at a career high this year. The defense is something he's taken up to a different notch. The scoring ability, you want it at the pinch post? You want it with my back against the basket? You wanted me to face up at the top of the key? You want to see me dance and hit you with a Kim Olajuwon shimmy into a Kobe fadeaway? I have it all. I don't think the game of basketball has seen a player the way Joel Embiid has been playing right now. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on Lakers ESPN who, Radio. Just because and AD's up. out. You never know what's going to happen with them as far as their continuity. They're motivated to get in. And then your two road games the next weekend are Denver and then Memphis. So those are four tough road games that you can easily lose all four of them. You have the, you have the chances to win all four of them the way you can play and are capable of playing. But you can easily lose all four. And, again, when you when the games shrink as far as how many are left, you can't afford to lose all four of those home games so or road games. So if you get a chance to play – a CP list Phoenix, especially the first game Got out of the break, yeah. that's going to be a huge adjustment for them. That could be one of those sleepwalking into that game for them where yeah. you have to come out ready to punch, and then same goes for Los Angeles. You get that momentum from winning against the number one team in the West and then go into Los Angeles and try to beat the team that you're technically going to be chasing if you get in that 10 spot. I mean, again, this you sound excited. You, it, you sound excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, scoreboard watching is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun when they're winning. But, yeah, yeah this is a very important road trip. They all are now. But, like, these two games coming out could set the tone. I, I hadn't had a chance to chat with you about it specifically, but C.J. McCollum has advertised, man, right? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've called games where he was with Portland and you saw him do that. But to, to know that there is a guy that can catch and shoot and you're kind of like, okay, that you know – waiting to see that happen. Um, I think he's going to be really big to help some of these young guys on, on how to be a pro and want to do that. I know a lot of focus is on you-know-who, but with Herb and, and Troy Murphy and all, I mean, Trey Murphy, I just I think he's going to be really big in that locker room more than one way, don't you? He's the president of the Players Association, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so there's no better person to have in your locker room than that. Do oh, you yeah, refer him as Mr. President of Mr. President, Mr. <laughs> Vice President is Garrett Temple, because <laughs> yeah. so, he's a part of that too. So you have two veterans in the locker room that know – what it takes to make in the NBA. And with a young team like this, especially in a playoff push, those two guys are invaluable. I know Garrett Temple has struggled on the court, and everyone talks about the rotations or whether Temple should be playing or not. But his value off the court definitely is worth him being a part of this team. And with CJ, he backs up, obviously, what he can do off the court with what he can do on the court. And, you know, we've seen some calls from Todd about CJ on the fast break, pulls up for three, got it. Like, he can make his own offense. And so there's times now where it's not just B.I. having to rely on him. Or, or someone else to play make. It's, it's CJ can go to him. You can go to BI. Tons of options now when you have CJ and you add him. I mean, he's been averaging almost 30 points per game, it seems right. like, since he's been with the team. So hasn't translated in the wins, but you know it's not because of CJ. It's just them trying to adjust to play with one another. Got about a minute here, so I'm going to ask you, East and West, what will be a team we're going to be talking about in the West? 
man, I mean, I feel like the Grizzlies, as much as we really? hate to say it, I feel like, I mean, they're a you team that's they could push for that second spot? They could. They're two and a half out. I mean, with Phoenix, with CPE out, I think for them, health is going to be the big thing for the Suns. Yeah. And I know they don't want to go into the postseason without the momentum. Right. But for them, they are confident enough that if they're as long as they're a top three seed, as far as getting home court in the first round, I think they're fully capable of beating anyone in the West. And so for them, I think Phoenix will might try to coast a little bit because they know they're going to get in and Memphis is going to prove to everyone that they're better than maybe a three seed. So I think Memphis is the team out in the West. I think everyone talks about Philadelphia being the team in the East as far as who to watch out for. Can Harden and Embiid do enough to get past some of these teams? Everyone keeps sleeping on Milwaukee like they didn't do anything last year. They won the, they won, they won the NBA championship. <laughs> Continuity matters. Brooklyn is still in the play-in right now, and everyone's talking about, oh, they're going to make a run at the finals. Well, not if Kyrie doesn't play. Not if KD doesn't come back. When does Ben Simmons come back? So I think Philadelphia is the team to watch in the East as far as how Harden and Embiid play with one another. You know, one of the national storylines will be the Lakers. They're only two and a half out. I mean, in, from the 10th spot, and if Beatty doesn't play for a bit, I mean, could they not make the postseason? I mean, if it gets to a point where they go on a losing streak, what's it worth to them to make it as the 10th seed and get out? You have a, a Carmelo, Anthony, LeBron, they just might be like, <laughs> We're that's done. all she wrote. And again, you just never know with, with that group out there. Daniel Salerson. Talents extraordinaire. Color analyst for the Pels. Pre-game, post-game. And calling women's basketball for ESPN Plus in a little bit. Thank you, bud. Been fooling a lot of people for a lot of years, Gus. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Gus. All right, when we come back, hour number three. It's a sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. You come and take a walk with me if you're feeling